your exposure to the Franciscans and like I think my formation was good in part because of my exposure to the Franciscans it was really clear because we were learning about the Franciscan charism as well to really clearly be able to see this is an order who at least at their roots are trying to rebuild the church and live a more authentic faith and so kind of at that point in life when you start to be like, oh, people might not always be, people might be a little hypocritical to have that witness of St. Francis and St. Clair um, was really helpful. But I honestly think I was predisposed to continue in the faith. There are people who went to my high school who are no longer practicing Catholics. Shocking. (laughs) I've never heard that happen. Um, But you said it's kind of like an orientation for you. Right, Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we said the you said the charism as we talk about um, of the Franciscans. Yes. Can you just explain that? So for me, and I'm now a secular Franciscan, so I've got my Tau cross, and people ask about that. I want you to explain that. Exactly. How do we how do we do this like chronologically? So, so talk to me. What I'm gonna so I'm just I'll, when people ask what the heck it is I'm wearing around yes. my neck, I tell them it's a Tau cross. And it's a what cross? A Tau cross. T A U. T A U. So like the Greek. Like tau. the Greek mm-hmm. letter. Mm-hmm. And it's also a letter in the Hebrew alphabet. And as one friar explained, it's the last letter in the Hebrew alphabet or the smallest letter or some kind of symbol of minority, lesserness in the Franciscan tradition. So Francis adopted it for that reason. And also because in the book of Ezekiel, I think, the prophet says to, for those who have, who are converting, who are turning their life back to God and recommitting themselves to the covenant to mark their forehead with the sign of the Tau. Huh. Um, so that's where the Tau cross comes from. But I usually just tell people, oh, it's from this saint, Francis, who was all about humility and simplicity. Uh, so he believed that he was not better than any of his brothers and sisters, any other human, because all of us were created in God's image. And he extended that to the rest of nature and said, well, if God made me and God made that tree... Then I then that tree is also glorifying God as much as I can, um, and that's why he called nature brother and sister. So, so for like me, the whole like canticle of the sun, the canticle yes. of the sunness, yes. Um, so for me, the Franciscan char- charism is about humility at its core. Um, can you explain what charism means in our context? And a charism, <laughs> absolutely, a charism is sort of the flavor of spirituality of a particular branch uh, is a flavor of spirituality. And within the Catholic Church, it tends to refer to orders. Or the founder's philosophy. Yeah, the found, yeah, their particular take on it, or even the way it's expressed today, because the way that Franciscans look today are vastly different than the way they looked in the 13th century. Um, yeah, so like it's not as though, you know, St. Benedict founded the Benedictines on, and his uh, word was ora et labora, prayer and work. And Francis said, pax et bonum, peace and all good. And it's not as though Benedict was against peace, or Francis was against work. In fact, both of them very much for those. But sort of their emphasis, or the um, flavor, the the flavor of the ice cream. The The charism, charism. yes. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's a perfect word. That's why we say charism. Mm Because it doesn't 